Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the RAA podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Joe Mast from Synergy Asset Management. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. I'm excited to interview you because you've got multiple different approaches that benefit advisors and clients in different ways. We're going to do our best to dive in in the time that we've got. So uh, we'll back up just a second and start a little bit further back in time. How'd you get in the business? You know, I got into business 30 years ago, um, kind of by accident, and uh, I started to end up working for John Hancock in the insurance industry and, uh, and haven't looked back ever since. But uh, yeah, it was 30 years ago, I was dropping off a, a friend to take a test at Hancock, and they said, are you here to test? And I said, oh, no, I'm just a driver. And they said, well, why don't you take the test? And I said, sure, okay. And of course, I scored well on it. And they, they said, well, gee, you should be selling insurance. And I'm like, well, okay. And, um, I said, okay, I knew John Hancock, my parents had it. And so I said, why not? I needed a job and off I went. Well, you got to love the old school 30 years ago recruiting, which was anybody who walks in the door, who's got a pulse, you should try and take the test and see right? how you do. Right. And luckily uh, I had a couple of cups of coffee that day and I had a strong pulse. There so. you go. That helps the strong pulse. All right. So how did you get from the hey, we're going to throw you against the ball and see what sticks to ultimately synergy asset management. Yeah, you know, luckily um, I stuck, right? They threw me against that wall and I stuck. In fact, they uh, they stuck. I stuck so well that I became an agency manager. So I started um, running agencies where I was recruiting, training and hiring, you know, financial services professionals. And after um, working for Hancock for about seven years, as good as Hancock was, I realized that they didn't have all of the products and services. They weren't forward-looking enough for where I thought the industry was going. So I was young and dumb, and uh, I started a securities broker-dealer. And uh, it wasn't two years after somebody said, "Well, you can't do that." I'm, I'm well, <laughs> I did, you know. So right, you I, didn't know what you you didn't know that you weren't supposed to do it that way. That's you right. You don't know what you. Yep, you don't know what you don't know. So anyway, I had three guys there, uh, three groups of people. Seth, I had uh, stockbrokers. I had insurance professionals and then I had financial planners. And so we were the mothership. We, you know, we, we did everything. We did their compliance. We did their insurance, their, the growth, their practice, their management. I quickly gave myself a promotion. I became the director of sales prevention uh, and that was AKA compliance. And so I either needed to get really big Seth or what I ended up doing is going back into private practice. And when I went into private practice, I had three firms. I had an SEC registered investment advisory firm a formal business valuation and consulting firm, and then a mergers and acquisition commercial real estate firm. So we were best suited to help that lower middle market business owner between two and $50 million, start the company, grow the company, sell the company, and then manage their 
you know, their post-entrepreneurial life. So it was a really fancy marketing program. Uh, and we specialized with business owners because of my background. A while back, I had some advisors come back and ask me to help them with their practice and, and manage their money. And I said, gee, I'm very flattered, but, you know, life's good. Finally, uh, I acquiesced. So today, what I've done is I've, I created a company called Synergy Asset Management. We run a program called SAM, which is a strategically aligned asset manager. And when I came back to help advisors, um, I really wanted to be purposeful and meaningful I wanted to build a system that I would have joined when I was a younger advisor or a new advisor or an advisor looking to grow. And so I thought, well, what do I do well? I manage money pretty well. We help with marketing pretty well, and we help with practice management. So basically, I'm taking my valuation skills, my managerial skills as an agency manager and a broker dealer. I'm taking my M&A and succession skills, and I'm focusing that all on the financial advisor, our wise to help them grow their practice. So I just parlayed my my practice, my experience for what I was doing for other business owners into the financial advisor. So today, the SAM model does three things for advisors. We, we manage about 30 different portfolios. We help you build marketing and acquire clients. And then we help you with practice management. So it's really, again, by dumb luck, uh, the noodle stuck. And uh, I wrapped up my experiences and focused it on advisors. So that's how we ended up here today. I'm sure the longer version of that story could be in a book somewhere if it isn't already. <laughs> You've got a few under your belt. Talk a little bit. Let's break it into two sections. Let's talk about the difference on the asset, the money management side. Yeah. So, the, you know, money management is the, the number one thing to know about money management is that the way we manage money today is different than it was last week, last month, last year, last decade. That doesn't mean that we're day traders. It just means that the markets are fluid and they go through cycles. And the way that you need to um, deploy your research and your portfolio construction process is different than it was last week, last month, last year. And so we just do good old fashioned research, right? We have, I'm a CFA. We have a team of CFAs and, and engineers, and you just have to do the work. We use a lot of AI to help us do that. But you have to, um, you know, I'm never smarter than the market. The market's always smarter than me. And that's the first thing that you have to do to surrender. You know, the market doesn't care what Joe Mass thinks, right? And so I'm always having to understand what the market's doing and then pick out the tools and techniques that we've learned academically and professionally to uh, build and, and recalibrate the portfolios. It's kind of like playing golf, which I suck at. But, you know, when I'm at the tee, I use a driver. When I'm in the middle of the fairway, I use a seven iron. And when I'm on the, uh, the green, I use a putter. And so the market cycles are the same way. The tools that we need to use from quantum mental or fundamental technical, you know, or quantitative tools, they change. And not only do they change, but the amount of force that we have to apply to those tools change, just like a golf club, right? Sometimes you take a full swing, you know, your wedge. Sometimes you take a half a swing. So me and my team, um, we take a we look at the preponderance of the evidence. We use all the math and science to determine what's working in this market environment. And then we uh, uh, deploy that to the portfolios. What I've observed over the last 30 years, which I think is incorrect and we avoid, is will uh, an advisor or you know a planner, money manager, do it yourself or whatever, they'll go out and they'll learn a tool. And let's pick on the 50-day, uh, 200-day moving average. They'll go learn the golden cross. The inverse of that's a death cross. And they'll start using that. And just like a broken clock, it'll, it'll be right twice a day. But what happens is the market moved from being in a positively serially correlated mood into a negatively serially correlated mood. 
All that means is that there's a bunch of math and statistics that have changed. What the advisor needs to do is put down their big red moving average hammer and pick up their big shiny silver oscillating screwdriver. So it's not that you can't trade the market anymore, but you need to move in your toolbox, right? Don't just play the whole round with your driver. And so we spend most of our time studying the math and statistics of the market and identifying which tools will work. So instead of me always using MACD or always using relative strength or you know stochastics, we don't care what the tool is. The market will tell us which tool it prefers, and then we'll deploy that tool in that market regime. That makes a lot of sense. And I like that you're not looking at it uh, like, well, we've got a hammer, so everything's got to be a nail. That's like right. That there's quite a few different tools in the toolbox. How do you determine when to use which tool? It's a great question. Okay, so we, if you think of two sides of a coin, right, there's heads and tails. So in the investment world, there's the investment coin with bulls and bears, stocks and bonds, right? Risk on, risk off. So when it comes to fundamental analysis, that's on one side of the coin. When it comes to technical analysis, it's on the other side of the coin. So there's times in the cycle we want to be using all of our fundamental tools, and there's times that we want to be using all of our technical tools. Sometimes we're 70-30, sometimes we're 50-50. So the way that we identify that is just old-fashioned brute force. We will look at the factors. Um, we'll basically do a factor analysis or a multiple regression analysis. Uh, you know, We don't want to get into the weeds here. I'll, I'll put your audience to sleep. But we're going to use some mathematical and quantitative processes to determine which one of these factors is more uh, probative of value right now. Okay. And it depends on where we're at in the cycle. So if we broke it down to, you know, economics, quantitative and qualitative factors, the cycle will let me know, should I be spending more time on the quantitative factors or not? So we have what we call a market cycle assessment tool. It's 40 factors that will lead to that. And at any given time, um, there's going to be fundamental factors, technical factors, and economic factors that we're evaluating through this system in the process. And it will then show me how to weight that. So uh, it's, it's a very technical process, and but that's how we do it. Not only do we look at that, but we're always looking for attractive valuations, strong relative strength, and not in the technical sense, and then momentum in the fundamentals. Okay, so valuation is at the core of what we do. And by doing this, we will know what technical tool to use, how to apply it, what fundamental tool to apply and how to apply it. So there's a lot of factor work out there. But one of the things that people forget is the physics of the factor. Say that 10 times, the physics of the factor. And what I mean by that is if we take the growth factor, there's times that you want to apply that over a one-year periodicity and you want, it, you want a high growth factor. There's other times that you actually want that that factor to be low. And then over a five-year factor, you might want it to be high. And so you have to look at, at the direction, the speed, um, other factors than just the return series analysis. That's so I'm probably getting off in the weeds here, but we have sophisticated processes that we go through to help us determine which tool to use at the right time. And then we test it statistically. We put it to work. If it's not working, we're kind of like three bears. We're not too too hot, not too cold. So uh, when we go back for our feedback loop, if it's not working, we'll give it enough time to make sure that we've we validated that. 
and then we'll recalibrate. So it's just doing the work over and over and over. It's always sharpening that saw. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense. On the flip side, you've worked to solve what most RIAs and providers <clears throat> would consider the holy grail, new client acquisition. Talk a little bit about how you cracked that code. After being in the business for 20 years, I've been trying to write a book. I wrote 400 pages and it was just stuff. I had great subject matter expertise, but I really wasn't a great author. I had remembered a gentleman that uh, I'd worked with on a private equity project who was a doctorate of education. And I called him up and said, hey, Daniel, I've got 400 pages of stuff. Can you help me turn it into a book? And he says, of course I can do that. So we came up and we wrote our first book. After that, when we saw how successful that was to our practice, I thought, I need to be doing this for other people. So the, one of the very first things that we think people should do, and, and all of these advisors are probably subject matter experts and have great stories to share and tell and experiences that their clients are going to want to hear about and the referral sources and their centers of in, influence would love to use, but they don't know how to write and tell that story. So we do it for them. And so the first thing we'd like to do for advisors is help them write a book, right? And now they I mean, I don't have to tell you how powerful that is. They become a subject matter expert. They have a great business card. It's cool to have a book, okay? And what we did, Seth, though, is that the method in which we do that. So we help the advisor come up with about a 20-page outline. The outline is the most important part of the process. Once we have the outline, all we do is we schedule eight one-hour recording sessions. We just let the advisor talk. Walk us through your seminar, walk us through your approach, walk us through your discovery, you know, implementation rec process. And we, we listen, we transcribe it, we get your voice, your pitch, your tone, your character, your cadence, right? And then we rewrite it. We write it for you. We give you back chapter one and we go, here it is. And you're like, that's perfect. Or you say, I meant this, or I want to add this. But after about eight hours of the advisor's time in 60 days, we will have you a professionally produced book. So um, that is one of the very first things that we've done. The the other thing is what we call marketing curriculums. We're not a digital marketing firm. I'm a CFA. We're not great marketers, but I did sell insurance. So we we market a little bit. And so what we've done is we we have curriculums. So the first part of that curriculum is we write you a book. The second part is we write you a workbook. From there, we make you a PowerPoint so you can deliver it. Then we make you a leave behind white paper brochure. And that white paper brochure turns into your click funnel or magnet website that we build for you. So that's our five steps of our marketing curriculum. How you market, that's up to you. Facebook, Snappy Kraken, you know, all the different ways, you know, LinkedIn, that's up to you. We don't take any royalties on your book. We don't, you know, it's your book, but that marketing curriculum has been highly successful in, in getting new clients. Some people use that in workshops. Some people use that in educational uh, classes at the community college. Some people do dinner seminars. People, Some people do it on one-on-one. -on -one. So you can point your marketing curriculum and deploy your marketing curriculum anywhere that you've been successful or you want. We just help you build it professionally. And if you think about what we're doing, aren't we just trying to educate clients? Advisors are really trying to be educators. And so instead of being marketers, which there's plenty of, um, you know, my editor, our, our firm, he's a doctorate of education. His job was to build curriculums and textbooks. And he's a professional and expert at teaching people how to, to learn. And so we think that that gives our advisors and our process a competitive advantage. It's something that's uniquely different and, and builds sustainable competitive advantage 
over all of the wonderful digital marketing people that are out there. It's just a different approach. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. And you've been incredibly successful with it. Talk a little bit about some, uh, can you give us a case study, a, a quick case study on, hey, here's an advisor, here's where they were before they came to Synergy, and here's where they are now? Yeah, absolutely. We have lots of those. So, you know, um, before I do that, I, I view the industry as really a four-phase matriculation. Uh, so I started off selling insurance, right? I was a salesperson. I then matriculated in becoming a financial advisor, a fiduciary advisor, right? A series 65. Some of those fiduciary advisors matriculate into having a business, right? You, you get a name, you get an independent, you get an office, you get a shingle, okay? And then some of those businesses turn into companies. The difference between a business and a company is that me as a client-facing, uh, you know, forward-facing advisor, I'm no longer an advisor. I'm a CEO, right? I'm running a company. I have three or four junior advisors. I have 30 or 40 staff members, right? So the sales guy turned fiduciary, turned business owner is now a CEO, okay? We will help you matriculate wherever you are at on that process, Okay, so we've had uh, our best success case is we helped work with a firm that was a sales guy who's now a CEO. He went from five hundred thousand dollars of assets to, you know, three hundred million dollars of assets. And of course, they've, they've been very successful at their annuity business along the way. Now, we're a small part of that success, right? We're not 100 percent of that. This gentleman is, is very talented. He's coachable. He's teachable. And I think that's the most important part is being coachable. Right. Um, and so we were a part of that success and we helped lead them. We've had other guys go from one to three. We've had people go three from three to 30. So we can be a part of it, but there's a coach and a player. The player still has to play. We can do a good job of coaching, but it's really dependent on the advisor on how far they can leverage that. How do we do that? Well, we've done that through we put together what we call red money classes. And so we will go out and teach a red money class as the chief investment officer. And we'll teach that at a university college or uh, wherever the advisor has wanted uh, the, the setting. And, you know, usually they'll pick up two to $10 million of new assets when their CEO came or C chief investment officer came out and helped them teach the class. Um, we've done that in dinner seminars. We've done that in workshops. So we've deployed that in all the channels. And I've seen over the last 30 years, some guys are very successful at dinner seminars. Some fail. Some are very good at educational workshops. Some fail, right? So it's whatever the advisor's comfortable and successful at, we're just going to help them deploy a better curriculum into that, into that area. The other thing that we've done is by developing the Sam story, um, it's a better story. The client's resonating with that. The basic story goes like this, Seth, is that in today's chain, in today, you know, so Seth, pretend you're a prospect or no, you and I are the team. You're the advisor. I'm the, the money, you know, the money manager, CIO. Um, we'll go, Mr. Prospect, I think you realize in today's world that things are changing. Even before COVID, things were changing. Okay, so Seth and I believe in today's world that you need two fiduciaries. You need Seth and his team acting as your chief wealth officer, while me and my team act as your chief investment officer. So together, Mr. Prospect, you're getting two fiduciaries basically for the price of one. Why for the price of one? Because we are the manufacturer. There's no middleman, right or wrong, good or bad. You know, you're talking to the people that are 
cooking your meal, right? You're talking to the chef. And so we're there, we're transparent with you. So this two for one fiduciary process, we have great brochures on it, but this narrative has really resonated with people. And one of our advisors, it resonated so well, they did, they went from three to 30. And he called me up and says, Joe, you know, I want to ask you a question. I said, great. What? He says, can I, can I, can I open another office? And I'm like, why are you asking me? You're an independent advisor. Because why? Well, I just want to make sure I, I you know, it's, a, it's the Sam, it's a franchise. I need to, I want to open another office. I said, no, this is just language that we've used to help you tell a better story to better serve your client. You don't have to pay me anything for it. He's like, oh, that's great. So they were able to open up new offices based on the genre of the Sam model. The client is understanding that this makes sense. Lower fees and I get two for one. I love it. And so, um, that message is really resonating. And, and my vision in 10 years, Seth, would be that uh, the SAM model is a recognized, you know, preferred delivery system. And that it's like the good house keeping a seal of approval. And that, you know, um, the clients are going to be looking for that. And they're like, if I'm not, if you're not with a SAM advisor, you know, I don't want to be, I, I want to work with a SAM advisor. I want to work with an advisor that has two brains are better than one mentality and it's using this narrative. So that is, that is awesome. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Oh, you know, I get to serve God every day. I got to, I got to help people and I got to make money. You know, what, what more do you want than that? So it's a beautiful it, thing. It is a beautiful thing. Um, luckily, you know, I was a pretty good athlete when I was in younger and I, you know, my dream and vision was to be a professional athlete. And I'm so glad that I'm not because I love what I'm doing. I like playing all day. I got grown up play. Right. And so, uh, and this isn't like work. This is a lot of fun. And, uh, I got a lot of passion for it. We get a lot of enjoyment of helping people. It's very, you know, satisfying, fulfilling. And, um, yeah, so luckily we have the passion and energy for it. And so it makes it a lot easier and it makes, it makes us or allows us to do a better job. So. All right. Well, fun. We greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. Um, Joe, for our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, how do they get in touch with you? You know, I think they can um, reach out to me at Joe at Synergy, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y dash A-M dot com. So Joe at Synergy dash A-M dot com. They can go to, to, to the website, uh, Synergy dash A-M dot com. They can go to Advisor Empowerment dot com. OK, and they can always call us, um, of course, at 206 386 5455. And we'd be we'd love to have a conversation and share more with you and see if we can't uh, help you uh, increase your success in the SAM model. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate your time again, everybody. This has been Seth Green for the RIA podcast with Joe Mass from Synergy-AM.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will see you or talk to you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Seth. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.